Welcome to Rock Your Life. Here we are again. Thank you so much for being here. I am stoked about that. This is a weekly show about finding your inner rock star, overcoming fear, getting better, and transforming your life into something more amazing than any of us ever dreamed. My name's Amy Edwards. I'm your host. I'm a musician, an author, radio host, a podcaster, a DJ, a mom, and a transformation and accountability coach. I am really into rocking life and transforming life. I took up rock and roll music, guitar and singing about seven or eight years ago, and I have written and recorded and released music that has pushed me to learn a lot about overcoming fear and getting stronger and just going for it and caring a lot less about what other people think and building habits, setting goals and embracing vulnerability. I walk the walk of what I talk about in these shows. I like to push outside my comfort zone, and I believe that the more we do that, the easier it gets and the better we get. I've been working to awaken in my own spiritual life too, which I bring to each and every episode, and that's why I've created these, so we can share and connect and keep getting better together. So if you're ready to step more into the spotlight in your own life and overcome obstacles and fear, then we're on the same train, that's for sure. Let's build better moments in our lives and reach our dreams and goals, right? And so we've got practical advice here for all that and more. The show's an hour long and divided into four segments with a focus each week. This week, our focus is decisions. First, I'm going to talk about this week's topic and what I've learned. Next, I do an interview, and today we're talking to Amber Soberon of Ole Sante Holistic Arts and Wellness, and she's a Reiki master, and she's just a light in the world. I'm really excited to share that with you. Third, we have our affirmation segment called Go Aff Yourself with our affirmation maven and the founder of stickwithit.co, Jill Faulkner. We choose one affirmation to work on every week that relates to our topic. And fourth, we have BYOB, Build Your Own Brand brain and biz with Bijou Finney. She's a certified brand consultant and we talk about how the subject relates to our brain and our brand and our biz. And this week, Bijou is on hiatus. She has been moving all week. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that later in the show, but we are on hiatus with BYOB, but it'll be back next week. And one thing I always like to share at the top is that when we do the work on any of these topics or any self-work, the universe has a way of, of pushing us. And you know what? Rebecca said something that has just really stuck with me last week in the episode about vitality. She said, all transformation is preceded by crisis. It's the law of the universe. (laughs) And that just has so resonated with me. Anytime we want to transform, it's hard and it feels like a crisis and you want to give up beforehand. And you know what? It's worth it to get to the other side. Because if we want to transform, it's just, it's just hard. And so, so that's what I just want to say at the top. Anytime you show up to do the work on yourself, it's, it's tough, but it's worth pushing through because we come out more rock starry on the other side. Damn it. I know we do. So let's get to it this week. Let's rock some decisions. Decisions. Decisions, decisions. I made a big decision this week, y'all. I have been doing this show, and as you may know, I've been leaning into the belief thing ever since we've been talking about it in the last few weeks, if you've been following along with the show. Um, So we rocked belief a few weeks back, and I made the decision to get more intentional and more directional with what I truly want to be doing in life. So 
as I was going through this mentally, I met someone a week ago who is with a podcast network, and suddenly I was just so surprised to find a path appear out of nowhere, a path to what I was believing and manifesting. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say manifesting here rather than, you know, working to manifest or trying to manifest. I mean, if I'm really believing, then it's truly coming and it's truly manifesting, right? (laughs) Anyway, so I met her and suddenly I faced pitching the Amy Edwards Show podcast and I had a moment of decision. Like, is this it? Is this where I truly want to go and where I truly feel called to be? And I sat with it. And as I wrote the pitch, I had to have a talk with myself. (laughs) Um, So let me back up just a tiny bit too. One of the things that made me ask Dwight to be the guest on the belief show um, was something that he said years ago that we didn't even talk about in the interview. But He said something that really stuck with me. When he got his record deal for The Wind and the Wave, his band, with Columbia Records a few years back, he went in front of these big-time record execs, and he just told them flat out, he was like, this train is going whether you're on it or not. (laughs) That's how much he believed, how much he knew. So as I was writing that pitch, I had to ask myself, is this what I'm writing? Is this for them? Is this something tailored to this opportunity or am I going to pitch my dream, this thing I'm directional about, not a dream tailored to the moment or tailored to the opportunity, mine. And then let's take that a little step further. (laughs) Then what if they decide no? What if they say no? Is what I've put down here still my vision and my goal and my purpose and calling and what I'm going to manifest come hell or high water? (laughs) So the big decision I made uh, was that I was staying true to me and my purpose and goal. Just like Dwight and the record executives, I wrote down what I'm called to do and that thing I'm believing in, the Amy Edwards show. And what's crazier is I don't even know quite how it's structured or what it is exactly. That part's just still a little unclear. It's fuzzy. (sighs) But deep breath, I went for it anyway, because I think that's what we have to do. If we don't decide to put whatever it is out there, then how the hell can it ever happen? I had a life coach once tell me, and I'm sure you've heard this kind of thing before. It's like, you know, it's popular. And I'm sure I've talked about it before. So you have to start calling yourself whatever it is you want to be or you desire to be. Like if you're writing, but you don't think of yourself as a writer per se, you just have to jump in and call yourself that. When you meet someone, you're like, I'm a writer, all proud and shit. And it is tough to do and scary because, okay, first A, you feel like an imposter, but B, what if you're saying that and cutting off all these other things that possibly could be? I mean, the root of the word decide is literally to cut off from. But I think, I'm thinking that's ultimately what we have to do to truly manifest. It falls in line with this stuff I've been doing, you know, the last few months to live as if it all already is. With the decision I've made to reprogram myself, you know, through the meditations I've been doing, the routines I've been doing, the ketamine, all that stuff I'm constantly yakking about. We got to live as if. We got to be that person. We got to not compromise our dreams. We got to feel those feelings. We got to decide that. (laughs) I know I'm getting a little fired up. There's a decision of intention in there. And I want to touch on that too. Lately, when I don't know what to do in a situation, 
I take a minute and I find my intention. Like if I'm, for instance, like, okay, recently I was asked to go someplace, like a bar, and I'm not yet comfortable with that. But I did want to see the sky. And am I going to go anyway? Or am I going to find my intention, which is to perhaps honor how I feel and be honest with the other person? Because intention-wise, I do want to have an honest relationship. Well, then there's the decision and there's the answer. Or recently, this came up, someone else that I've seen a bit has very different political views than I do. And when that comes up, I have to decide like to stand in my truth and yet at the same time find a way to still come from a place of love and model love because that's the person I want to be. That's my intention. And that can be a tough decision too, especially when you want someone to change (laughs) and be different. But we don't have control over that and we have to decide how we are going to be in that situation. Another decision that I've made recently is about my age and the responsibility that comes with that. And I've just decided that with my age comes a responsibility toward younger women. And it's about modeling a good way to be, a great way to be, and to not feel threatened by their youth and beauty, but rather to recognize that I'm possibly in a position of power in that situation. And that's important. I decided to embrace that and find the kindest, lovingest, most encouragingest way that I can be. And I think that you probably know what I mean, no matter what your age is. It's easy to slip into old ways of being around people who are younger and amazing and, you know, maybe they're connected and all these things. And I decided to not feel insecure around that, but rather step up and be the best person I can be. And that means loving and leading and modeling all the good stuff. Or maybe sometimes it means allowing them to lead. And it's gratitude and it's appreciation. It's just all that good stuff. It's a tall order sometimes, yeah. But that's the goal anyway. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I have moments when the old stuff flares up. But I go back to intention and decision and I get there. I get back there. And, you know, the more we do it, the easier it becomes. The more it can become a habit. And eventually, hopefully, our default setting. So, last point today. I think it's my last point today. (laughs) I have to point out that I also have made non-decisions, which is still a decision. A non-cutting off. And it reminds me of when Bijou and I have had that conversation over and over uh, about me just being open versus directional. And my newsletter has been a, a, a sticking point with me and an example of this. Like it's a real concrete example of like something I've made a non-decision about, or maybe I've made a decision to not do it because I feel overwhelmed because I'm telling myself these stories that it has to be perfect, that I'm worried about it. I just don't know. I don't know why I'm being like that. So I'm going on record here today to say I'm sending out something and it might be a hot mess. And who am I kidding? It's probably going to be a hot mess, but I will send it. So if you want to see it, put your email on my website and you'll get it (laughs) in all its hot mess glory. Okay, so um, so about decisions as we as we wrap up and move forward. I've been reading another Stephen Pressfield book. You know, he wrote The War of Art, and he's got another one called Do the Work, and it's fantastic too. And he says in it, stop thinking so much. Just do. Take action. Decide. And I say, yeah. Say it. Whatever it is. Believe it. Decide on it. Post it on Instagram for all the world to see. <laughs> Make the decision because rocking our decisions may just ultimately be about not thinking so damn much. What do you think? Don't think. (laughs) 
Okay, so let's get to today's show. I'm really excited to share with you Amber Soberon today. She is our interview guest. Amber is the founder of Ole Sante Holistic Wellness and Healing Arts, and she's a total rock star. She's my Reiki master. I'll be getting my level three Reiki certification with her in another month or so. I'm very excited about that. And when I reached out to her, she had brought up this topic, and I'm so glad that she did. She wanted to particularly address the powerful mantra of no. And so that's what we get into today. It kind of reminded me too of the Shonda Rhimes book, My Year of Yes. I've mentioned that before. Highly recommend. It is so, so good. And she has a whole chapter in there on saying yes to no. So anyway, Amber and I talk about the small ways that we compromise our answers in ourselves and how those can add up and take a toll on our own energy. And she challenges herself and others to say no when she needs to and to let go of this need for instant replies or for posting on social media or whatever it is. And then she's also got some great concrete steps for us today. She talks about getting out in nature, not looking at your phone in the morning. I'm so guilty of that. Overcoming anxiety conditioning and lots more. And she teaches us some easy, easy to use breath work for both pick me up and relaxation. So Listen for all that in the interview today. You can find Amber on Instagram at Amber Soberon, A-M-B-E-R-S-O-B-E-R-O-N, or at olesante.com, O-L-E-S-A-N-T-E.com. Next, today on Go Aff Yourself, Jill has taken social media off her phone, and we talk about that decision and the why behind it. I also ask her if she's a decisive person, and we talk about her recent big decision to press pause on her business, and whether it was her decision or not? Was it a decision that was made for her? And we cover ways to cope with indecisive moments and tools that we can use like meditation to help in those times. Our affirmation this week is I easily make decisions. And on BYOB this week, yes, it's on hiatus. I did decide for Bijou that she needed a break this week as she was moving and had had a lot of stress and a ton going on. So I will myself address a few things in relation to BYOB at the end today. But I also just want to give her a shout out and give her props on her huge decision to go through with a tough move and a major life change. She and her boyfriend, bought an 80-acre farm in Virginia. I mean, she's been living in the city for years, and he has. It's a huge decision, and they had obstacle after obstacle to do it, but they did it. She believed and decided, and they did it. Amazing. Check out her Instagram at story by style, story x style to see the farm. It's really, really stunning. And she will be back next week for sure, back with BYOB. And uh, I'm going to visit her as well. So I can guarantee that we will be back next week. So let's get to it now. Let's get to the interview on decisions with Amber Soberon of Ole Sante. <laughs> um, okay, so... I am so glad we were decisive about this topic. Uh, you were decisive yeah, about decisive it. Yeah, decisive about decisions. <laughs> yeah, I know. Decisive about decisions. I love it. Um, I've done choice before, but I really like that we're doing decisions. And you were specifically interested in no. And so let's dive into no and have a conversation around that because you said, in the text, you said rocking your no and owning it confidently can be held in a very positive light. And you were having feelings about social media, like if you don't share or, you know, just the pressure about 
saying no and practicing the practice of no. But what specifically called to you about this? Well, what I really think is going on, and it's been within my own life and my own growth, but really what I noticed with my own clients is, um, you know, everybody's issue when most people's issue when they come in, stuff they're dealing with has to do with relationships to someone else, something that happened with someone else. And so when I think about even in my own life, you know, just as simple as somebody sends you a text, right? This is a very simple thing. And if you scroll in your text, I bet you'll find that, you know, somebody could maybe ask you to do something. And on that instant question, like we think maybe if you check in with your body and how you're feeling, you might be like, oh, I really don't want to do that. Oh, hey, do you want to go grab a bite to eat? Oh, my God, I'm really like, I'm feeling really good. I'm Netflixing. I'm relaxing. Chips and salsa in bed. (laughs) Why isn't that enough? Like, why can't we just say no, thank you is my point. There are quite a few people that are able to just be like, no, thank you another time. But the majority, including myself guilty of this, and that's what I've been checking in on lately is, no, um, I've got this and this and this to do. First of all, nobody really honestly cares about the explanation. We feel some sort of conditioning, people-pleasing guilt to do that type of I feel I feel like an obligation sometimes like you know I will be there's almost like a fear attached like if I say no so you feel like you need the explanation but if also you know even though I want to honor myself sometimes I'll be like oh what if then they don't like me as much and you know mm-hmm. what if then uh this friendship doesn't move forward like I want it to or you know I'm dating what if this dating relationship because I because I honored what I needed at that moment you know and so like you tend to discount yourself a little bit in order to I don't know balance it or something like that right and I think it's what it is I feel like it's that sort of conditioning that kid on the playground like I need to be liked and also there's a big part of it with especially empaths or caregivers that you're always, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You want to make sure someone else is happy. But when the the instant you turn that perspective to attending to that other person and setting yourself aside is the minute you've already just taken yourself away from that self-care. And even though it's the tiniest little thing, they add up over time. And so where I mean within the social media realm is it's just overwhelming to even be on social media for I think most people sometimes when there's how many events going on I mean something something's so accessible everybody's got businesses of course we all want to support each other but I feel like what I also notice is people have this tendency to be like oh I I, I feel pressure to have to say I'm gonna go or not go even though probably people don't really care on the other side it's just this inner pressure that people are creating within themselves. And so if you relate that to energy, our energy bodies and how we're feeling, it can come to that space of throat chakra where we talk about speaking our truth. And usually when we think about speaking our truth, we think about, am I on my path, following my passion, the deeper, bigger things. But challenging myself, my clients, and anybody else who wants to get on the challenge listening to just checking in with yourself before you react to any question or situation. Just give yourself a minute and notice how your body feels before you respond. And typically it's in that instant that you know what reaction you want to give. And then you kind of play out this whole drama in your head. It's probably like 
only 20 seconds, but it's all kinds of thoughts going on that are adjusting your true desire to appeal to the other person or the situation often more than not. And it was funny. I was actually talking um, to Joe Placencio about this the other day and she made a good point. She said, girl, I've learned by my, by now at my age that, you know, I just tell them no, and I don't worry about it. And I thought that is true. So my mom, who's even much older, says the same thing. But why do we have to grow older and wiser and get there? Why can't we start? Like, why can't I train my daughter to say, you don't have to, you know, explain yourself and, and you don't have to feel angst about all kinds of stuff. That's just the tiniest little things like, hey, do you want to go get a bite of pizza? No, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, you know, I'll, just the I'll silliest notice. little I'll notice like as women, we apologize, you know, like, and I've seen it in my daughter and um, she'll be like, sorry, sorry, you know, and I'm just like, don't say sorry. You, you don't need to be sorry. It's, it is a decision and we can honor ourselves and we don't have to apologize for it. And women do this more than men, but men do it too. But um, yeah, it's the checking in like, sorry, but oh wait. Why am I saying sorry? I so- caught myself doing it in text messages too, Amber. Just like you said, like I'll type sorry and then I delete it now. I'm like, no, you don't have to apologize for whatever right. you're saying right now. So I just feel like um, it's a it's a it's an optional way to ground yourself in your energy every day to do these simple check-ins because typically people are on their phone all the time. I mean, whether it's email or just somebody sends you a text or you're on, especially with the coronavirus situation, people are just in their, in their phone life more. And you feel not only the explanation to why or what you, you know, why you can't do a certain thing, but also instant response. Yeah. Why that's another thing that I challenge myself and anybody else who wants to do to take a second to feel what rises in your body on the moment that you're getting a bunch of text messages or a bunch of emails, are you okay to take a breath and be like, I can get to that when I can, or do you feel this pressure and still say that, or some people have too much pressure and never get to any of them because it's so overwhelming, or I just got to knock this out because I'm going to feel good. And I kind of have that. I like to check my things off my list. So, but I, I also know that what am I taking myself away from being present, being in my now and just easing into those moments when the time is right. You're so right. And then, and then, um, you know, as we, as we exchanged about this before we recording before now, you were just talking about relating that to our own energy. And I love that you brought up the throat chakra. And so I'd like to relate it some to what you do and all the, you know, holistic, uh, energy work that you do and Reiki. And so what, what you said earlier really resonated with me, like those, those little times that we do it over and over and push ourselves aside, we're deteriorating that. So how can we grow those roots better and ground ourselves better? Like what are some of the practices that you use? Well, so what I would definitely suggest as far as, you know, simple, not overwhelming grounding modalities would be easily just to get out in nature, right? To, Um, even if it's just barefoot in your yard for a few minutes every morning, giving yourself the time, like, for example, when you wake up in the morning, is the first thing you do look at your phone? Uh, Yes. And I'm sad to say it. I'm guilty of it. Right. We are all, (laughs) these are all habits that are conditioned and part of 
this life. And, and so it's automatically creating sort of sort of anxiety on the moment you wake up, because what if you get this email that's like, Oh, I want to do this, this and this, or a client that needs to book and is going through this, this and this. And it's already creating that thunderstorm in your, in your mind of like what I've got to figure out and do. And so that's one thing like I would try uh, a really two very simple breathwork techniques um, are great. One's the pick me up, like a 2 p.m. feeling yucky kind of pick me up. And the other one's the calming breath. So it's simply just um, left nostril breathing. You would block off your right nostril and inhale and exhale through the left nostril. Like this would be a great one to do before bed. And you, you know, ideally could close your eyes and focus at the third eye point and try to bring in long, deep breaths through the nose. I probably sound all nasally because I'm blocking my nose. Um, I'm doing it too, is, though, while we're sitting here. Yeah, <laughs> that is a calming breath. Um, it activates that parasympathetic nervous system and oh. brings in the calming breath. Yeah. So just, uh, the opposite situation is right nostril breathing. This is your energy boost. So block off the left. Boost your energy using the breath through the right nostril. Calming breath is the left nostril. So I would suggest anytime you start to feel that kind of stuff, if you have a moment where you could take a few deep breaths through the left nostril, it's a great option. There's also 448 breathing that I love, and that's what I use in my Reiki sessions. And that's where um, a nice way to, to really feel that breath is to place a hand on your belly and as you inhale for about four seconds, you feel your belly rise. And then you allow yourself to retain that breath for four seconds, which really brings you into the now, even if it's just those four seconds. And then you dip down deeply and exhale, trying to get that exhale down to eight second breath. Those and are then, good. And it just is going to, it's going to reset you. Anytime we focus on that, it's going to pull us back into like a better heart space and a better calming space. I mean, I know that, for example, I, there was somebody I've dated some, but he, instead of like in the morning, he would send me like some political stuff with all that's going on. And we don't see eye to eye on that stuff. And it would make my blood pressure rise. And I had to do what you were saying. Like I really had to take time to reply, you know, and find the right way and breathe through it and find out who I wanted to be and what I wanted to say. And it was really challenging. So like, have you felt that with all that's going on in the world? I mean, yeah, I can. And that's another reason I can kind of tend to um, stay off of a lot of that, though. There's so much we need to be involved in. Yes. Um, as far, you know, that is going on. But again, it's kind of checking in with yourself, going in deep, asking your opening yourself to, to asking these questions, like, what is it that I am needing for me? Um, which path do I want to take? How do I want to handle this? But that's another pressure that I feel was going on was um, people feeling like they have to respond because you're supposed to check it off the list, yeah. you know? Um, and then that's becoming a big thing, um, especially with all the racism, like, well, are you just posting because you get to check that off your list or, um, or, are you, or are if you you're reacting not acting, versus acting or reacting, right, you know, or if you're not going out protesting, are you not doing enough? And so I think it just brings you back to it's that same thing. What are you doing for you? Are you do and are you posting because you think that's what you're supposed to do? Are you going out to these protests because you're feeling 
it's the, the pressure to get out there, even though you could at, be active and, and do lots of other things if you don't feel comfortable going out amidst the virus and the numbers rising. There's lots of action you can take online and um, following like the Austin Justice sure. Coalition. And go- yes. So it's just giving yourself the minute to figure out what works for you, but really what works for you and not based on this is what I think I'm supposed to be doing. It sounds very middle school. If you think about it's it, like simple. what's going on in the world, though, like really like the way that people are being pulled to these different directions and kind yeah. of losing sight of who you are and what are your choices for you because it's what you want for you. And there's quite a bit of people that are able to be one of my best friends. She's so assertive. She just knocks out. She says what she thinks. She moves on. And, and she's an inspiration, you know, but I think there's a lot of other people, especially um, anyone that is involved in, in maybe you're a highly sensitive person or an empath and you pick up on other people's energies. Yeah. That's what I'll find. A lot of people that seek Reiki um, don't really even realize that they're probably a highly sensitive person. And so that usually you're the person that's called too sensitive. Um, but you're having to manage and dig through other people's energies or say, you know, you've heard of the aura or the electromagnetic field. And so you're feeling some vibe off of someone, but you're not quite sure if that's something about them or yourself. Yeah. And so you start kind of taking that on, like maybe, Oh, what's wrong with me? But you're actually maybe a little bit more in tune and intuitive, but just don't know how to guide that. And so doing these breath practices, practicing non-action, the idea of not reacting right away when someone sends you a text or or, uh, asks you to do something and you have to make up a story, just kind of checking in with yourself. So if people will come and say they want to have a Reiki session because they're feeling all out of balance or anxiety or different things, and that's you know, hopefully the magic for them, right? Like they don't have to do the work. But the thing is, that's good to set you for a while and get things going. But there is daily tools that I suggest everybody, you know, have in their wellness toolkit that protect you throughout your day and help you stay on the path that you chose and do what you love and not sacrifice yourself because you want to please someone else for a five minute text message or and guess what you know really sometimes we overthink a lot of things and people probably are okay with you saying no I'm okay maybe next time I think they are our own head Mm -hmm. it absolutely is well we're getting close to time is there anything else that you want to share before we go or that you feel called to to say about decisions and then just the energy and everything that we've been talking about Well, I definitely want to say that um, no, even though, you know, it's no and negative in that connotation, no actually is a very powerful mantra. And I challenge anyone who's interested or finds that they are having these sort of situations move through them too, like feeling like they, you know, somebody wants to come visit, but oh, you really don't want a visitor because it's COVID and but they don't get it and they don't care, but you don't want to hurt their feelings. Try to be honest with your feelings because it's you're being honest with yourself. And then, and every time you do that, you ground yourself in that powerful energy and strengthen yourself even more. So it's, it's a practice. 
Um, but I think that everything takes practice to get I, to where I've you been need. doing it too. I've been doing exactly what you're saying. Just finding ways to say what really matters to me and know in the way that honors myself. And, um, and it does get easier the more I do it. And like, right. I'm, you know, though I'm single, I don't have a partner that wants what they want. So I know that that's another road to navigate too, when you have a partner. So, um, you know, but I am, I'm definitely working on it. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to read you this little empath affirmation. Okay, great. You, know, you are an empath, Miss Amy. I'm sensitive. So I set healthy boundaries and protect my energy around draining situations or people. I am assertive and am okay saying no when needed. <laughs> I listen to my intuition about nurturing relationships. I love that. That makes me feel good. And you know, so many times we don't say I am assertive, you know, like, cause it seems so like aggressive and you know, it's got like this thing. That's the pro Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. It's like, it's a too aggressive, but if yeah. you think about your own daughters and I, and I am speaking, I guess more to women, um, that have daughters or, or, or nieces in their life. When you have a youth, a, a young female in your life, it's totally different how the perspective about empowering changes when you're speaking about yourself. Oh, I can take this. I can deal with all this. But for my daughter, I'm like, no, Sophie, you get what you want. You speak your truth. You, yes. Well, okay. Practice what I preach, mom. Like remind yourself that you have these conditions that have been in me since my childhood and that thankfully I have tools, but I do, it's a daily check-in. So if we can start with our young girls and, and boys, and I mean, everybody has this issue. I do feel it's more common in women, but um, to just really drive that in, like no is okay, speaking your truth. And the more we speak our truth, the more we'll get to the decision without it being too like, oh, should I this or should I that? Or should I yes. back to the whole decision thing? So. Yeah. And feel grounded in it. And it brings us more energy every single time. So totally yeah. agree. So everybody can find you, of course, at olesante.com or at Amber Sober on, on Instagram. And yes. um, I will put up links to everything. And I just want to say a huge thank you to you for being here and being my guest today. Thank you, Amber. Thank you. This was so much fun. And I'm so glad we got to do it. And it feels good. Yeah. And as far as Reiki, if anybody's curious, you know, when you find my uh, page, you can reach out, ask questions, but if you also want to get balanced and cleared to set yourself for this new no challenge or no thank you period, and then drop the phone and take a breath. You can, uh, you can you call. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Amber. Oh, thank you. Love, love, love you. Love you. Love you. time for go af yourself indeed go af yourself with our affirmation maven jill faulkner hello jill hola, hola. that's right um yes. you were just sharing a new decision that you uh i thought about doing the same thing but like learning a language in in pandemic times yeah it's um it's been awesome um i also decided last week or over the last two weeks i guess to take social media off my phone. And that has made a huge difference in my well-being. 
And so that was a decision for sure. Um, because that's that's huge. It was a hard decision too. And I, I mean, I'm logging in occasionally, but I'm not putting the app back on my phone or the apps or whatever. Um, so this is, what are we talking about? Instagram and Facebook? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. That's it for me. I have Twitter on my phone, but Twitter, I was never have a user on anyway. So, um, I know that's your, your vice. Um, so Twitter can be on my phone and it's not something I go to. Yeah. I cut it out for a while and then I I found myself looking at it again with all the news and that's Mm. not a, not a good decision at all. And I know it's not, and yet I do it anyway. And, uh, I just did it today and, and it, it made my blood pressure rise. It's not healthy for me at all. Um, so, okay. But you taking it off, that's really, that's really big. Good job. And And I think in the, you know, when you think about decisions and like, I always try to look at the why, right? So it's like, why, why was I constantly going on Instagram? It's like, I knew the, I knew the outcome. I knew how I would feel. Yeah. (laughs) I I knew what to expect. Um, And so it wasn't unknown necessarily. Mm -mm. Um, And I think with decisions, it's like, we tend to decide on what's comfortable in, yeah. in a lot of ways. It's a habit or it's just out of boredom. It's not even like you're making necessarily a conscious decision. I've literally closed Twitter and then accidentally just opened it right back up mm-hmm. numerous yeah. times. And I, it, yeah. every time I feel embarrassed, I'm glad no one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now we all know. Oh, we all know. Uh, would you call yourself a decisive person? No. Um, okay, let me, let me take that back a second. Big decisions, yes. Moving across the country, no problem. I'm super easy deciding on big things. Wow. Um, well, I guess I just have those examples. Because then when I think about like moving or something, that's a, I hem and haw a lot on that decision. Yeah. Um, and generally it's like, what do I want for dinner is always like a situation. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not a decisive person. Huh. I don't know. Um, I mean, so I was thinking about the big decision that you had recently, aside from learning Spanish and taking social yes. media off your phone. But you made the decision recently about stick with it oh, yeah. and what you were doing there. Do you think that it was like made for you more or do you feel like you did the decision or do you feel like you were just sort of surrendering to the decision that was presented with you? Like, I, guess, I think surrendering. Yeah. I think so. I think maybe you were, which there's yeah. a, that's a great thing too. I love that. If it was presented to me and I didn't really have to think about it, but like I was allowing kind of all the signs to be there and like was paying attention to to the surrender in some way or like paying attention to what it was or wasn't telling me um in some way would have been harder than if I had been still getting orders or something or like would get an occasional email from someone like it was an easy decision because it was made for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, like we talked a few weeks ago about signs too. I mean, that factors in as well. And um, I think that just takes some of the overthinking out of it, which is really crucial to making a decision and feeling good about it Mm -hmm. and sticking with it, you know, like, um, when you can trust, there's a big element of trust. So I mean, like what you're going to eat for dinner, that doesn't really matter. But when you think about, you know, um, 
taking the leap to, you know, do something about your business or even taking social media off your phone. Those are, those are pretty, those are pretty bigger ones that can really affect you. Um, yeah. I don't, but I don't even know. like the, the inability to decide on small things, I'm, I'm having the thought, is there like an underlying fear of commitment from which I am operating? That, well, if I choose this for dinner, what if I could have had something better? <laughs> yes. Right? So I think that's where my decisions really lack, um, not lack, but that's where my decisions get a little hairy is because I am sometimes really in the frame of mind that there's something better. Or Do what you, if I miss out? Well, what, what about other things? Is that, is that spilling over into a bunch of other things that are bigger than what you're eating for dinner? Yeah, I could see that previously, like in a dating scenario um, mm -hmm. or relationships and um, jobs even, um, you know, holding off on accepting a job because something better might come along. And I think then you have to look at if you're feeling that way, what is it about the job offer, let's say, that you have that doesn't quite fit right? If you're not, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Is, are we deciding? Are we settling? Are we doing what others want us to do? Yeah. You know what? That reminded me of uh, just like something I did like in shopping, let's say. And um, I just started, I realized that I like would, would wonder about things and I would buy them anyway and was indecisive, you know, or um, any kind of shopping thing. So I just started, uh, if I was wishy-washy about it at all, like a little, there was that little bit of like, oh, well, will there be something, is this really what I want? Will there mm -hmm. be something better? I just started telling myself no. And, um, and it's been so nice. I just, it's just like something I lean on and I do it in a lot of different ways now. And I go, Oh, you know what? I'm not really feeling it. And if I'm not really feeling it, it's not worth me saying yes to, or even spending the time on. So I, I think that's just come like, as I've gotten older, do you ever do that? I mean, I'm trying to think of examples. Like, I guess I want to know like how you cope with it. If you're feeling those like in between indecisive moments, like how are you, how do you cope with those? Sometimes, depending on what it is, it'll be like a, you know, let's sleep on it. Yeah, that's good. Kind of thing yeah. or walk away from it. Um, that's, a, you know what, that's part of mine, what I was just talking about. Like, yeah. if I'm still really thinking about it, then I know that it like it means something and I should say yes right. to whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with um, that. Or like utilizing meditation to try to get out of my head about it and just yeah. like sit quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I think I find solace definitely in going for walks. And also sometimes too, just talking to myself in conversation. Yeah. And just talking it out. Um, yeah, I, I, use, I use that tool a lot, actually, now that I think about it. Um, I talk to myself a ton. <laughs> I talk to myself Ooh, too. I, I am in constant conversation with myself and... I love it. Um, Tell me how that goes. I mean, is it around your house? Is it out in public? Is it always? Oh my gosh, I went for a walk like a few weeks ago when I didn't bring headphones or anything. And I was just talking through this kind of feeling. Like there wasn't a really people around, but I also like didn't care. 
if anybody <laughs> saw me moving, you know, my, my lips or like I was, you know, or heard me having conversation with myself. Um, yeah, I use that a lot actually to talk through things or just how I'm feeling. I have really um, liked that yeah. about, I've really liked that about wearing a mask because like, no one can see you talking to yourself, which I do in the grocery store I was doing it the other day. And I was like, this is like a great perk of this. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And the grocery store all the time, like all I'm talking time. to myself and it's like, I wish somebody was there and be like, Oh man, they just, and this is, these are the things that I say. It's like, Oh man, there's just so many options. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, how do I choose which, here we go deciding, right? So it's like talking through like the, you know, the different styles of pickles, right? Do I want a dill pickle? Do I want a a gherkin? I don't know. Um, And I'm only thinking pickles because I'm staring at them (laughs) on my counter. But um, yeah, like I I do use that tool a lot for for decisions. And I think even the small ones, now that I think about it. um, Yeah. And then eventually, and you kind of talked about habits uh, briefly earlier, like things I think just become habits, they right? Do. You keep making that decision and it keeps being, you know, a quote, good decision. So then you want to keep making that decision. Um, I don't even know if sometimes you were qualifying it as good or bad, you know, it's just like, it is what we're doing, you know, it is. It is qualified by other people, uh, by external yeah. Um, external definitions of that. And that's something I've been working through on therapy is how we, you know, what's internal, how we define things or whatever versus external. And most of, um, most of, I think how we operate is based on external definitions and things happening in the outside world and not within. Oh, big time. Because we're not taught otherwise. No, we're not. So, okay, how are we affirming this and how would you do it for yourself then? For for me, what came to mind was I easily make decisions. Okay. And I I think that because it is something that I want to more easily do and that is a deepening trust in myself and, you know, in my faith that it will be the quote right decision or the best aligned decision or is this just decision most uh in the most alignment with my path right whether or not it's dinner or you know whatever it is it's like still it is the most aligned for my highest good really yes and I want to make them easily because I do find that I can spend a lot of time so for me repeating like I easily make decisions is going to strengthen the trust that I have in myself yeah, I totally am into that. To make and, them. I mean, if there's one we shouldn't go back and forth on, it's probably this one. <laughs> right? I mean, absolutely. <laughs> but no, I really appreciate what you said. And, it, um, you know, in the intro, uh, I mean, I've already been writing it, but it was a lot about trusting myself, you know, and, um, you know, ultimately not overthinking it and trusting myself and having those intentions around it. So anything that I can do to strengthen um, my own, you know, ability to trust myself, that's been a huge theme of mine this whole year. How's that going? um, Really well. I mean, a big part of that is like the ketamine and the, I do the meditations that I've created for ketamine outside of it. And it's just a huge exercise in trusting myself. I do it like a walking meditation. I'll just walk and listen to it. And, um, and it reminds me of that. And, um, 
And you, you know what? And just speaking of social media real quick and Twitter and everything, I just have made the decision to listen to a lot less content. I listen to a lot less podcasts. I listen to a lot less just stuff right now and po politics and everything. And I think that that's a decision that's benefiting me mentally, like you were mm. saying. It's just, um, and I'm choosing more meditation and more, um, just more healthy options, right? It's like, yeah. like what's on the menu? Uh, you know, what are you deciding on? To bring it back around to the dinner metaphor, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, good. Well, um, I guess that wraps it up for us with Go F Yourself. Thank you so Go much, Jill. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Of course, everyone can find you at underscore Jill Margaret underscore on Instagram, but not sure if you're there. It's not, much, <laughs> it's not much there currently, but there's previous content that is sure. kind of funny. So. Or stickwithit.co. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
Take action. Decide. Say it. Believe it. Put it on Instagram. I dare you. (laughs) Make the decision. There's power in that. A lot of power in that. Thank you so much for listening. Peace and love to you. Till next time. Oh, 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 oh,